Today's podcast is part two of our interview with Daniel Leal of Alchemer Catering. If you've missed part one, you can find it in our podcast archive. This is a continuation of that, and here we go. So we had a um, we had a mic collapse for a second. I got real hot. You accusing me? <laughs> yeah, being a waiter. <laughs> the, I fucking flipped it. The timing is impeccable that I called you a waiter, and then all of a sudden we had technical difficulties. Well, you offended our guest as well. He was like, "This, <laughs> I'm not into it." He fucking yeah, flipped I didn't out. There's so much, you know. I, I just tension that, here with you guys. I just mean that you know that Casey, you, you can put on really oh, yeah. easily, and that's that's the trait of a waiter, like. Even if I wish I was monotone and grumpy like even, you, I'm not grumpy. I'm just Get out of here. you're the grumpiest. I'm not proper. grumpy. See? Oh my god! All right, whatever. Um, but yeah, you can come in and do the hand thing. Hi, stop. Hey, how's it going? I gotta be careful with that because like my go-to is to kind of just like reach my arm out like that, but it's very much hiling. Like, like so yeah. I gotta, I gotta yeah. point it back on that a little bit. So you can um, you can turn it on easy, and that's what I mean by you. You seem like more of a waiter. Than I feel like a cook. there's a nicer way of saying that you can turn it on easy than saying like you're like a waiter. I just never thought that or that you're was a, very an, like an insult. You can communicate with people easily, or see, look at that. Or, I don't know if what's the line from um, Eternal Sunshine. Constantly talking isn't necessarily communicating. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember where we were. I don't know where we're at, man. Um, Let's just continue down Daniel's path. Okay, so. yeah, because we were because we, <laughs> we were talking off there. What, you said you had opened up. Yeah, within a couple of weeks. So yeah, I was at, I was at at Weights and Measures for two weeks, okay. and and before leaving that right. place, it went back to the to the same shit, man. As soon as I went there, um, the chef uh, Fernando, and also uh, Max Torres, which now owns uh, uh, Cake and Bacon. Uh, that guy, he was teaching me how to make bread, right? Mm-hmm. There was, he would tell me like, "Hey, go into the bakery. These two guys are gonna teach you how to make bread. That way, you develop that skill." You know, I'm like, "Okay." So I kind of had a, a little bit of background of bread already because of Shipley's, right? But not, you know, high end, fresh gourmet bread like, yeah, like Shibata, uh, pumpernickel. You know, all these kind of uh, that bread program over there is pretty serious. It is, man. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so when I was in there in the kitchen and the bakery with those two guys, man, I went through the same shit that I did at Reef. Guys kind of wanted me there. Like one guy would tell me, oh, we do it like this, you know? And then when I would work, the other guy's like, nah, fuck that guy. It's done like this. So then I'll do it that way. And then the other guy's like, what the hell are you doing? I've been teaching you to do it this way. So it was like a back and forth, you know, causing me to kind of fuck up a lot. And then it came to it. So I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to fucking do this with these guys. Sure. Kind of hate the back and forth thing, but I do want to fucking cook. And then Fernando was like, man, it's because you have to like start somewhere, dude. I'm like, I just, I, he's like, you know, you have to. I see um, a lot of, a lot of Daniel and you and you and Daniel. Like the frustration of like, oh man, this I just like kick my ass today. No, not, not even that. The whole, whole kind of like, this isn't exactly what I'd hoped it'd be. Right. Let's see what else 
I but you have to hang in there, man. It's like every yeah. Yeah. TV show. Well, he, I, Casey knows that now. Now I sure. do. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. It's I, tough, man. The background I have is bouncing around from like every different thing. And it's cool. Same thing with me, man. Yeah. Same thing with me. Like, it's crazy that that short period of time, man. You know, it's a couple months or weeks or whatever. You pick up so much, right? Me, I kind of knew things how it would run a bit because mm-hmm. of Shipley's growing up in it. So I understood the business a little bit. But my other issue was that going into these places and, you know, I'm eager to learn. And these a lot of these guys don't want to teach me, you know. And right. they just kind of gave me the shoulder like that. Nah. So I told Fernando, I'm like, dude, what the fuck do I do, man? Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to fucking learn and I want to cook, but you guys don't don't you was, know was Fernando teach me. ever like one on oneing with you? Since I remember he was, you had mentioned in your story, he was like, yeah, come on, I'm gonna teach you. He was, but at the time that one of their uh, sous chefs dropped, so he's like, I'm picking up this guy's slack, mm-hmm. you know, until I find another sous chef right away, I can't really be hands on teaching you. Max, on the other hand. You know, he's a very good friend of mine also now. Uh, he was kind of like, I want to teach you, but I'm covering the morning shift because Fernando's covering his other shift. So everything was kind of like a one screw up in a restaurant sets everything off, you know? So yeah. um, I was just getting frustrated with these guys, man. Like, I was I was ready to learn. I'm, I'm very respectful because my dad and my mom taught me that. You know, like, anywhere you go, you have to show respect. So I would show these guys respect. Yes, sir. No, sir. Kind of thing. And uh, they were just... They didn't want to teach me. So I got so frustrated, man. And, you know, Max kind of saw that frustration in me. He's like, you know what, man? Like, if you want to bounce, go ahead and bounce. He's like, but, you know, take a few days off. He's like, I'm going to suspend you for a few days. Think about, you know, how you're feeling and shit. And if you want to come back, come back. And in my head, I'm like. What made it escalate to the fact that Max knew that you were ready to walk out? One, because when I went into the kitchen, not that I went big headed, but I was like. I've been doing it. I've been in kitchens for a while. Or I've been in Shipley's for a while. Like I can do some of this stuff, but I want to get to the good shit, you know? Right. And he saw it as like, no, dude, you're trying to jump the gun. You have to take shit slow, start mm-hmm. from the bottom and you work your way up. And he saw that it was kind of like bothering me because these guys weren't teaching me. He knew these guys. He's been working with these guys for years. He only knew me for a couple of weeks and he was just kind of like, Look, man, these guys are telling me that you don't want to fucking learn, you know? And it's like, bullshit, like, I want to fucking learn, but these guys don't want to teach me, you mm-hmm. know? So that's when he was like, all right, just to kind of get things calmed down for a bit, take a few days off, and then come over here, you know? And I, I told him, I was like, you know what, fuck that, I don't think I can do it, man. And I didn't go back, I was like, fuck this, you know? I was so frustrated and pissed off yeah. at the fact that these guys weren't willing to help me. How old are you at this time? Uh, 23 still. And how old are you right now? Now I'm 27. Okay. Okay. So, do you think 27 year old you would have just wrote it out? No. No. No, man. Because my thing is, if if they were teaching me properly, I'll fucking stick with it. You know, I, I've always since I lost my dad, I've always searched for that mentor to kind of teach me shit. You know, mm-hmm. and Fernando has been there for me you know the chef at weights and measures he's he's been there for me he's taught me a lot of things and it's going to transition to the next spot that i was at so you know i went back i was still in school so i started the summer was over i started uh classes again over there at hcc culinary uh, arts and um a friend of mine that i've known for you know since high school she worked for at the time the restaurant group was called feed texas and they own liberty kitchen uh, BRC, which stood for yeah. Big, Big Red Cock, you know. 
they they were gonna open up a donut shop and she was telling me hey you know come with me we're gonna they're trying to do this uh, chicken and donuts place you know you would be a perfect fit for it and i was like nah i'm trying to get away from the fucking donuts i feel like it's my curse like i want to get away from this shit and focus on cooking because i really want to cook her mom has been in the kitchens for years and at the time she was at brennan's you know and then i told her you know what tell your mom to give me a job at brennan's if i get into brennan's i can learn so much and i can learn you know french fine dining cuisine you know and she was like i'll see what's up she's like but if i get you that interview promise me you're gonna come over here to lee's fried chicken and donuts talk to the guys and then at least check this out also i'm like all right so the next day i go to brennan's and uh, i'm sorry and uh i go and i meet with the chef Mm -hmm. and i'm talking to him and he's like why do you want to work here i'm like i just want to fucking learn man I I just really want to fucking learn. I feel like this is my thing, you know? Like, I thought I was going to be a police officer. I thought I wanted to be an attorney. Those years were so hard for me. After I lost my dad, I kind of gave up on it. But I feel like this is not even a job to me. Like, I just love to fucking cook, you know? And I realize that. And I think that's where my thing is. And I think that's where you're realizing right now. It's it's not really work anymore. It's kind of like hanging out in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, doing your thing. And then you leave. You're like, "Eh, yeah, I'm tired, but... Fuck, I can still go home, hang out with my wife, mm. kick it, do my own thing, you know? It's it's work, but it's it's work that you never wake up and you go, Oh, I gotta go and do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's exactly. kinda like I'm I'm doing it. I love to do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um I go to Brandon's, I'm talking to the chef and he's like, Why? And I'm telling him, you know, I'm I really wanna learn, man, I really wanna get better. And he's like, All right, fine, I'll hire you. And in my head, I'm like, that was too easy. I mean, this is fucking Brennan. So, like, mm-hmm. this shit does not happen. I said, no, I'm, you know what? Never mind, man. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? And he's like, he started laughing. He's like, why? I said, because you're only hiring me for the fucking season, dude. It's about to be fucking winter. You know, all these dinners, all these things. And then as soon as the year is over and the new year starts, you're going to cut me loose, dude. I'm just, you know, a little extra help right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, okay. that's how kitchens work. They hire during This their... was all in the same conversation? Yeah. And this I told is... him... Okay. I was straight... I'm straightforward, man. <laughs> well, then why did you even show up? Well, because <laughs> I thought he was... You know, it just clicked on me right then and there, man. Mm. You know? Well, he hired you and you felt like immediately like, yeah, he's going to hire me today. He's not going to let me stodge or anything. And he's only hiring me because he's like, he's going to get rid of me in like six months. When I walked in the door, I was excited, dude, right? And I go into the door and we're talking and... Like the interview was so quick. He's like, "Why do you want to work here?" I'm like, "Cause I really want to learn how to cook." Okay, I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's too easy." Like, you don't do that. When I interview people, I'm like, "Okay, you want to cook here, but what do you see yourself doing here? Do you want to grow here? Do you want to stay here for years? Do you see yourself long term here? Do you want to become the executive chef here one day? You know, I want to know where your head's at before I hire you because if you're not gonna show up two weeks from now, What's I don't fucking point? want yeah. you here. You know, I'm just investing on something that." I'm not going to learn, get anything out of, you know? Yeah. So I told him, I was like, you know what, man? No, thanks. And he kind of started laughing when I, when I gave him that answer, I was like, cause you're only hiring me right now for the season, dude. Like, and you're going to let me go in January. And I want somewhere where I'm long-term, you know, where I can learn so much and be like, okay, now I can move on to the next project. Right. So he was like, yeah, it's true. And I was like, (laughs) shit, I knew it, man. And I was just like, all right, man. Well, thanks, man. And I walked out. He's like, no problem. And that was it. So 
What what time of the year was this? It was in August, almost September. So we're talking like a whole late qu- August, a quarter of the year left. It was yeah. So I knew so that you don't look at that as like I can go in there for a quarter and show them that I'm worth keeping type of thing. You immediately just it's just at, like, at restaurants like that man that are so high in. They have their staff so well built that even if I was there for three months or four months, they already have such a good structure and they have, you know, and it sounds fucked up, but they have people that they're paying less to, you know, that let's say they already have employees that are making eight bucks, nine bucks an hour, right? In three months, they're going to move up to 10, you know what I'm saying? But me going in there knowing that I knew something already, they'll be like, well, I'm going to have to start a guy at 10. And it probably work his way up to eleven or twelve, and it's tough, man. It's tough that people see it like that, but that's how they do it, man. You know, and I learned this. I I knew it a bit already, but I learned even more about it when I moved to the next project that I was at, because there, like, they were fucking chopping heads like every two week, every three, uh, sorry, two months, almost three months. When that three month period comes in, where Later, it could become, uh, you know, unemployment and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, sorry, we need to get a new staff. I'm like, why? It's just the labor's too high. That was the excuse. Labor's too high. Dang. So then, boom, I need 10 people gone by this weekend. And, like, it fucking sucked that you had to let go of 10 people that were really fucking good, have learned everything. Yeah. But it was just to keep themselves to not losing, you know? Yeah, talk to us about the, the chicken and waffles place. Let's... Let's um. Let's talk about the places you were at, like, as an order. Yeah, just like instead of like maybe like a little long term and like what you learned from them. Like, so that was it. When I was there mm-hmm. at uh, at least Fried Chicken Donuts, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat, they started paying me really well. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I was gonna come in, teach these guys how to make donuts, cause nobody else knew how to make donuts. And making donuts, it's it's a skill, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, like. It's a skill to learn, you know. And if you learn it, it's a very good skill to have. And uh, and one thing that you'll learn is in donut shops, the bakers are have been there for a while, or they kind of move around and they stay bakers. They don't want to go from that because uh, they're loyal, man. Like if you find yourself a good loyal baker, I'll treat stay them, forever. Yeah, treat them as as well as possible. Why? Because they wake up at three a.m. or four a.m. Their day's done by noon, and they have the rest of the day to still be doing whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. you know. And it, uh, those guys, if you treat them right, if you if you you know make sure that you're there for them and they're there for you, they'll be there for a long time. Like so, I said, so this chicken there. and waffles place did morning donuts too. No, no, no. You tell a morning star. Uh, no, it's no the same donuts line, in the morning. Just did donuts in the morning. Yeah, it was just at first when they opened, it was just donuts in the morning. You know, which okay. the concept was very like weird as, as you know. This place said. is still around, right? Yeah, Dude, that place is banging. Not as much, man. Not it like much. was popping for a while, and then I don't see as many people. It, it 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 uh it dropped a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, when I first got there and we started, man. I mean, we were. I had to right off the bat. I brought my brother-in-law with me. He was fucking... He is way better than me at making donuts, you know? I mean, this guy can probably make, I don't know, like, what it would take me to make in an hour. He could do that five times. Five times? Yeah. That's how fast he is. Like, like, like... <laughs> Jesus. This is, this making donuts crazy. is so sick. This is what's crazy, man. Like, a couple weeks back, 
employ two employees. Is it still how it is, or that's how it was at the time? What do you mean? Like, is he still? He's still doing. Oh, he's still doing donuts. Five times as much as you. He works at two Shipley's, man. One in the morning and one in the evening at two different locations. Damn. You know, about that life. But this is like going back to him. Like two weeks ago, I had two employees that couldn't work the same shifts at two at both shops. Mm -hmm. So I covered one, and he covered one. He finished by like six p.m. I finished at like fucking midnight. You know, because it was so many kolaches we had to make for the next day. But he fucking knocks them out so fucking fast. Like he can do. Does he drink coffee? Does he do Adderall? <laughs> no, <laughs> man, no. It's been doing no, it. but he he drinks coffee, but yeah. I, he doesn't do cold press like you guys. <laughs> 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 but no, man. So I brought him with me. I hired two other people, and, uh, and the guy was telling me, "All I want you to do is just focus on the donuts, man. We're gonna handle the chicken." Well, they we, had what three was your chefs. position here? So when I went in there, I only want because. I only wanted to do donuts. I didn't want to manage shit. I didn't want to do any of that stuff because I had just left Shipley's. Mm-hmm. You know, I really just wanted to learn how to cook. So I told him, all right, I'll learn how to make, I'll teach people how to make donuts. We'll bring the donuts, you know, to Lee's, make sure they're right. But get me in a kitchen from all the other restaurants you have at, in three months, you know. And was you leaving Shipley's a controversial thing in your circle? Was it like, oh, man, that dude turned his back on Shipley's, like... No, Mr. Shipley but himself. also, yes. No, yeah. because it was family, you know? Mm. And it was like, why are you going to go make donuts somewhere else, you know? And my other that thing, does sound kind of fucked up, like just it, saying it. It does, <laughs> it does, but at the same time, the way I saw it was, I'm going to make a lot of money right now. I had just proposed to my to my now wife, then fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get married, and I wanted to grow. And I feel like the ceiling's lower at a Shipley's than it is at a... What's the name of it? Lee's? Lee's no, crack. Lee's ceiling is way lower than Shipley's. It is? Yeah. Okay. Is it just volume? That what like... Is it just sheer volume? Like yeah, ex- is explain the so dynamic of why why yeah. a Shipley, Shipley ceiling is higher. What do you mean? Like, the opportunity to make a lot more money at Shipley's versus... Oh, well, actually, no. I take that back. You can at Shipley's. If you work for the company, you know, because the company, people are always getting like laid off or, or mm-hmm. replaced or something, or they go and open up their own franchise, you know? Right. So there's always room to grow for Shipley's, you know, at Lee's, it was not there. It's already those guys who own that restaurant group, right? So it's like the highest you could go at that point was just to run that one yeah, restaurant. Yeah, exactly. You know, okay. how many Lee's are there? Just one. And the thing was, uh, so Lee and my family... It's kind of like, why are you going to go over there? I'm like, we're going to get paid way more. And they're like, oh, okay. And then at the same time, I was like, but I also want to focus on me to grow. Like, my deal is to grow, see what I can do on my own without having my family the whole time, you know? Right. Because I feel like you can't grow if you stay comfortable, you know? You cannot be comfortable. You have to constantly be changing to get better or learn more or push yourself to the next thing, you right. know? So how long were you at least then? Uh, a year. A year? And a year. And the only reason I left, man, I really saw myself there for many years. But the only reason I left is because of Lee Ellis himself. Like the guy, Lee. The, oh, Lee's the a beer. person. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I you know, and there was so much going on with him, man. Like, it was, at first, it was just kind of like. He never really fucked with me. I was in the kitchen doing donuts. He was kind of doing his own thing. They had three chefs there, like actual chefs there at Lee's, you know, working on the chicken and shit. 
And then, you know, at the time, there were the restaurant group, Feed Texas, right? So these guys kind of start leaving, you know, the chefs. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, nobody wanted to say anything. And then I find out they uh, the company splitting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay, are, are our jobs in jeopardy? What the hell's going on? Why hasn't anybody said anything to us? Yeah. I get it. It's kind of like a personal thing with them themselves also, but... It was just kind of like shady, right? Like, what the hell's going on here? So, so you uh, felt kind of like left out of the loop, or at least like just very uninformed. Yeah, I was just kind of uncomfortable, you know. Okay. So then, the the one of the guys there, uh, his name's Jim Mills, which you know he kind of mentored me a bit there too. Uh, he told me he's like, no, no, be calm, stick around. Matter of fact, I want you to kind of start running the kitchen. And I told him, yeah, but I want to cook at one point. He's like, we're, we're going to get there, man. He's like, I see where you're at, and we're going to get you there. But for now, I need you to get help me get this place stable. That way, we can put somebody in here, and then you can move with me somewhere else, you know? I said, okay, fine, deal. So then, you know, in three months, man, they went through three GMs, through three chefs. Like, they were just, they were there, replaced, boom, right off the bat. Like, Damn. they wouldn't even last there. So then... December comes around. There's so much going on. And I kind of just... I took it upon myself. Like, I just need to stick around a bit more. Like, I know I should leave at noon. Because I've been here all morning. But I'm going to stay here till 5. I'm going to stay here till 6 to make sure that nothing's screwing up. You know? So then at the time, Eric Sandler, a food writer, writes a review saying... You know, the 10 underestimate The 10... Uh, overhyping places in Houston right now or, or worst restaurants in Houston, something like that. I think it was like 10 worst restaurants. And he writes, Lee's in there. And like the fucking review stuck to me, stuck to a lot of people that I knew. It fucking like it pissed off Lee himself where it says uh, it was said, the and chicken's what was, bland. What was your role when this review came out? You the were donuts. Just, I was okay. just focused on donuts. So it says, the chicken is bland. You know, no flavor whatsoever, overpriced, right. blah, blah, blah. And then it says, but the but but the donuts were great. I highly recommend the donuts. Huh. That's cool. And it was like, damn, okay, cool. We're doing something good here, you know? That's not what they saw. They saw, fuck, the restaurant sucks, you know? We got to fucking make sure we fix this. And so They kind of didn't take the, well... Do people to, take Houston food critics that seriously? Like, well, does it yeah, impact uh, the yeah, bottom line? Yeah, man. Yeah. Do consumers like not not well, kitchens? Do consumers? So. Yeah, people, people I mean, read those reviews. If these guys like say, "Hey, this restaurant's really good," then a lot of people are gonna be like, "Well, shit, this guy says is that good? I'm gonna go try it out." You know? I couldn't tell you two people in my entire life that that could name. What was the reviewer's name? Eric Sandler. I couldn't. What about Allison Cook? No. That's yeah. a very famous one. She's like, wow. she writes, she gave us two stars. See, I think you guys are so ingrained in kitchen that you think normal people read this shit. Dude, I it was weird to or me when care I moved about up it. But this is the thing is that these, these writers, man, they are, uh, you might not hear about them, but if you hear them on BuzzFeed or you see on BuzzFeed, Lee's Fried Chicken and Donuts or on Food Network, Lee's Fried Chicken and Donuts yeah. or Eater Houston, it went through them first before it got to them. You know? Right. So at one point they still have like a say so what happened. Well yeah, I mean the the positive stuff I could see how getting the positive stuff could really help 
snowball somebody into successful business, especially right. in the long term. Because at the end of the day, these places like Egg Slut and stuff, they're just fucking making eggs. Yeah. But because like they have this certain ambiance and a certain buzz around them, and it's like fun, even the name Egg Slut's fun. Yeah. It's just fucking eggs. So losing that opportunity, I don't think people focus on the negative versions of but those like, because the negative versions don't go anywhere because it's like, but here's it's the like, local review and then, eh. Really? I but then again, it's like... When's the last time you read a BuzzFeed article that was like the 10 worst da-da-da? It's always positive. Yeah, they're shit. always popping yeah, up. Always sure. popping up. I saw but it, one but on, just, for, yeah. just, just think about it like this. You could have Complex or Hypebeast talk about Club Never as like, man, you know, next up and coming or, you know, successful in two years... Watch what about they're, they're going to do. And then you're going to see one person say, fuck Club Never. Everybody's going to be like, man, you know what? Fuck Club Never. You know? like, and then you're going to be like, well, who the fuck cares about what that guy says? Like, no, no, no. See, that's the, it's the, see, that's the different thing. That's, I'm going to be the one who cares about that one because it's about Club Never. Y'all are going to be like, it's one fucking person. Nobody cares about that. That's the way it goes. Like, nobody. I guess, man. But I feel negative like, is just louder. But that's I mean, all it if, is. If you're, if you're, like, for example, when I was there, that place to me was mine. You know what I'm saying? Even though it wasn't mine, it was mine. Right. What I understand is like, I understand y'all's sentiment behind it, but what I'm trying to get y'all to realize is that the normal average Joe people don't fucking read food critics. Well, I'm trying to tell you is <laughs> I think you underestimate how many people actually read like yeah. Allison Cooks and other people's reviews. Like just, I think an, just, an, just an example. If you research right now, Allison Cooks review on BRC, it fucking like, screwed that place into the ground and they were never able to get back up even though the food was great amazing like it was so so good she wrote a review that was so fucking like crazy about them that i I mean she was so detailed on talking shit about them that that place never ever saw the sales go up ever again really and they ended up fucking closing it. it but you can't have both sides of this argument you can't say that newspapers are dying and then that newspapers are also killing restaurants well it's no, not it's, it's not, not even newspapers, newspapers now she's these like, guys these guys blog. yeah these like everything they post on houston chronicle you see it on facebook now so you don't really have to it's see just the newspaper. shared like that yeah man. You guys I think are we're, two in the industry. I think we're a, both a not acknowledging the other side of it. But I'm telling you. Like, case by case, about to get some hate mail oh from man, food I people. Hope so. <laughs> I hope so. There, there's not. Because there are no food people outside of food people. That's what yes, I mean. Yes, there are food no. people. There's people, like a million food, food this bloggers. Is, this is, this is how normal people find out if they want to go to a restaurant. And if they care about reviews. Tell me. They read Google reviews or Yelp. Yep. Get nobody's out of here. nobody's reading an article about what their second entree was or what how the dessert was plated. Nobody normal reads that. There are people who read that for like sure. You're underestimating. I might be underestimating. I'm telling you the normal average Joe, nobody's reading an article about food. Just like nobody reads hey, reviews. Hey, phone in, listeners. No, it's it's true. Nobody yeah, not every not everybody uh, reads nobody articles. reads reviews about about music. They just look at the score. It's the same way. Like, so? yeah. Like yeah. nobody nobody reads pitchfork reviews. I mean, they just go, Oh, the average score on Metacritic was sixty three sure or whatever. Right so Yeah, but I mean it's it's both, man. There's people that don't read it, but then there's people that really love food or that's the only thing they do now. Okay, so, so they, who wrote the review? Again, sorry. So Eric Sandler writes the review. Okay, if you read Eric Sandler food reviews, please message the account or me directly. I need to know what kind of people we're talking about. If here. you just want to troll Casey, just keep messaging me, okay? <laughs> yes. And I'll like go ahead and troll okay. for you guys. I, I understand the sentiment though, because that's the same way down the street. Like 
We can we have like sixty five good reviews at Ham, and we have like four bad ones. And all I give a shit about are the four bad ones. I love the bad reviews. So I mean, nobody wants to get you know bad reviews on anything. Yeah, and I right. I understand that feeling and how it's like, what did we do wrong? Well, to me, it's, I was happy because of the donut thing, you know. And I understood the chicken was there, but it was just like. I, was anybody, your, was your anybody thing. there could tell you the chicken's bland, you know. Well, I remember before I knew that you were involved with it, you asked me what I, hey, what'd you think about that Lee's yeah, place? Whatever. I didn't and tell I was, him anything, and, I, and was, I was like, honestly, I didn't really like the chicken. <laughs> Every time I've been, like the first time I went when it opened, I was like, oh, I was there. It's like chickens because I went with the guys at the taco truck, and it's like chickens, all right, donuts are bomb. Like and that was that was like honestly all three of our music. Like, and I want Daniel, honest, Daniel honest. showed up with Canes today, right? Oh, Canes yeah. a chain, frozen probably frozen chicken, right? No, they batter uh, it they, there, man. They do. Yeah. Okay. Either way, we're talking about a chain that's being cooked by what seventeen-year-olds and twenty-year-olds. Right. It's delicious. It was way better than the chicken that I had. But it's already flour mixes and stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Bro. Like now they just come in, they open a bag of flour mix, and they right. just drop it. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't lose the fast food if all you do is chicken. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? True. So, so this is is because I don't know whose palate they were going by, but it was it didn't have that much flavor, man. Yeah. So well, it fit then, right in at the Heights then, right? Oh, it's a white joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the review comes out, and he's, like, fucking pissed, you know? There's so many people talking shit. So many chefs talking shit in Houston, like, man, he, like overpriced chicken what the fuck you know come to max wine and dine and you know yeah so all these people are like talking shit talking about overpriced food yeah max yeah. wine and dine right there <laughs> <laughs> two tacos for ten dollars <laughs> so um you know they he's like so pissed right so he calls all these fucking writers and houston chronicle houston press at the time you know uh People that are chefs, you know, online uh, food critics, you know, all these people to come in and he's like, today, all we're going to fucking do is focus on these guys. So we're going to make the chicken, give it to these guys, give them the donuts. That's it. So they had tweaked a bit, just the flour, you know, kind of give it a little bit more spice, more seasoning. And these guys, the same people went in there, tasted it like, oh, the chicken's great. You know, some of those people I thought. They're full of shit, you know? Because yeah. I saw some of them not even eat the chicken. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to mention any names, but it was like, cool. You know, maybe they came to support and they realized, hey, these guys at least made an effort to kind of fix right. it. So by that, I'm giving them the, the thumbs up now, you know? So I was there, and then a month later, it was January hit. And, you know, again, me and Lee never spoke. You know, it was kind of like from far away, kind of, hey, how you doing kind of shit. Yeah. And they tell me, hey, you know, this other guy that was there uh, used to work for Perry's. He used to be, like, this, supposedly this badass at Perry's, right? They hire him. The guy is worthless. Like, he doesn't fucking do shit. Mm-hmm. He's going to golf courses while he's supposed to be working. He's, like, uh, you know, uh, just always finding dumb excuses to not be there at the restaurant, right? So... He tells me, hey, you know, I spoke to the owners and, you know, they want me to hire you. And, I mean, to promote you to GM, you know, I want you to kind of run the restaurant. We know you have the experience. We're going to get, you know, we can't give you a raise because we gave you a raise a couple, like two months ago, you know. So we're going to wait. But 
if things pick up like we want this is what well they were just waiting for the company to finally finish their divorce you know where yeah the owners went one one of the other ones went the other they're like but when everything settles we have something lined up we can't tell you about right now but just know that if you stick around we can talk about maybe you know percentages of royalty and stuff like that i'm like cool all right start seeing you know i always saw this place as like maybe i can grow so much here you know yeah Maybe I can be the owner of it. Maybe we can franchise these fucking places, you know? That was my mentality of it. So the first couple months, you know, everything's moving good. The sales are great. Then all of a sudden, man, they hire this dude, right? And this guy is like... We're talking, about, we're talking about the Perry's guy. Or no, no, he was already, already there. He was, he was okay. already there. Yeah, so, dude, dude, dude. So they hired this dude, right? And, man, I held a grudge against this fucking guy because he came in. I didn't even know they hired this guy. He came in just kind of like, we're going to do this, this, and that. I'm like, well, hold up, because I follow the creative director. You know, he wants things a certain way. No, 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 fuck that. We want to move things faster here, so we're going to cut it this way. Okay, cool. Whatever you say, you're my boss now, all right? Cool. A week later, man, this guy fired my assistant because the guy, this was a fucked up thing. Like, you guys tell me who's in the wrong. The guy's, you know, my assistant's like working, and he tells him, hey, uh, I want to talk, have a word with you. He's like, we can't right now. We're about to open for lunch. Let me finish this. He's like, no, no, no. Let's talk. He's like, all right, man, just give me five more minutes to finish this and I'll be out there. So he goes out there and he sits down. He's like, what's up? And he's like, well, I want to talk to you about what I want to do here and, you know, what, how I want the restaurant to grow. And he's like, okay. And they're like chit-chatting. And then he looks at his watch and he's like, all right, you know, knowing like, hey, we got five minutes till lunch hits. You know, the restaurant's fairly new. We've, we've been open for five months. Yeah. We're about to get this fucking crazy rush of all these, you know, people that come here for lunch. So he looks at his watch. He's like, why are you looking at your watch? He's like, because I know we got to be ready to, for the lunch. And he's like, oh, so now you want to work, he told him. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I'm always busting my ass. Like, He's like, well, that's not what I heard. He's like, well, who the fuck told you that shit, you know? Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't have to tell you anything. So, you know, he's already pissed off. because He's one of those people who, like, they really get off on being a boss. Yeah. They're just like, oh, guy comes fuck. In. So, yeah. yeah like, I'm gonna tell you. But his mentality. Jerk in over Man, here. like, he was, he tells him, you know, he was so offended. He's like, man, fuck you. And he gets up and he goes in there and he keeps, you know, he continues working. And that's normal restaurant language for people who yeah. hard, have hard yeah. to grasp. Every so often things get high and you just say, fuck off. Yeah. And so, you go about yeah. Your day. so he goes in there and fucking works, right? Well, they come in there. He, like, messaged the owners and shit. They go in there and they fire him. So yeah, I'm like, they're I'm like, wrong. So I'm pissed, you know? I'm like, why the fuck would you fire these guys, you know? Why would you fire this guy? And they're like, oh, I, you know. I, I wouldn't have fired him, but I can see the cause, you know? There's a cause and effect, and you tell your superior to fuck off. You kind of, anything goes at that point. You're rolling the dice. This guy's been there for, like, two days, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's just kind of, like, pissed. Like, you don't even know me, like... You're coming in here talking shit. That guy's just trying to swing some dick. That's, that's yeah. really all it was. I, no, I know. And I, I disagree with him being like, go for that. But what I'm saying is like, if you bring in a new boss and on True. day two, you're yeah, telling you're gonna make off, an example. you've already lost them. You've done. Yeah. You've yeah. lost them. Yeah. You'll never have that employee if yeah. on day two he's telling you to so, fuck off. you know, it was just a big fucking mess, man. And like, he starts bringing in all these guys and he tells me, hey, I hired this guy. You know, uh, his name is uh, German. You know, he's like, I want you to teach him everything. He's going to be your new assistant manager, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I'm telling the guy, hey, you want to work? And he's just kind of like, whatever. Like, he kind of had like a fucking shrug. Like, I don't give a shit about anything. And then I would tell him, hey, let's make sure we take care of this. And the guy would be like, all right. And he wouldn't do it. And then I get fucking yelled at him. I'm like, well, I told the guy to do it. And 
you know, or I would get pissed off at him. Like, dude, you know what? If you're not going to fucking do this, just go home. And then I get called by the, the my boss being like, you're not supposed to be talking to this guy like that. I need you guys to make sure that things get done. And it just kept thinking in my head, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this guy so untouchable? The German? Yeah. It's kind they, of a cool name. They, he was fucking him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was fucking him the whole time. Oh. oh so they're, okay. <laughs> we were but, like, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. That makes no, sense, no. yeah. He, he was fucking him, and he was protecting him, you know? Okay. Yeah. So then I'm just like, man, what the hell, dude? Like, you know. It's whack. Like they, it's, how did they, that come out? This, this was crazy. Like, they, he came in with a whole new staff, dude, you know? And... Well, how did how did it come out that they were that they were? Uh... I'm, I'm I'm gonna get to it where it's I like he ha- he brought in all this new staff, all these guys, right? You know, very feminine kind of guys and stuff, you know. So my thing is like I don't have any issue with them, you know. Whoever wants to fucking work, let's work, you know. But then I would notice like little things where our, you know I'll have a day off and they're ordering all these weird shit, and then I come back, they're like, "Who the fuck ordered this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I think it was them." Like. Like, no, they told us you ordered this shit. I'm like, I didn't fucking order this. Like, I wasn't even fucking here, you know? Mm. So I could tell they were just trying to get me to the point to fucking leave and quit. Why? Because months before that, or when I got the position of, of GM, the first thing they told me, I was a G- like, okay, Casey, you're not a GM, right? Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. All right. So tomorrow, I need you to fire six people because gotcha. the labor's too high. That was the excuse. Right. And it's like, how... They're going to fucking turn against me because it's like, yeah. I just got promoted today. Tomorrow, I got to fire six people. Like, Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, just handle it. That was their answer. We just need to make sure you take care of it. All so, right. I'm like, shit. Now, I have to see who actually works, who doesn't fucking work, who's strong, who's not strong, you know? Right. And I had to fire. And then, it wasn't even, like, when I gave them my list, all right, I'm going to fire these six people. They're like, no. So and so makes a lot already, so we just need to let him go because he's bringing our labor too high. And it was like, okay, it's not even about the work anymore. And that was just about how much money you can keep for you. And that's how layoffs work at um like big Major oil company. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like, all right, who's been here the longest? Because who are we paying the most? Yeah. So that's when I started seeing the fucking different side of cooking, man. And it was, it was so fucking fucked up, but it opened my eyes a lot, man. Right. You know. And I was just like, damn. So I felt. When these guys were screwing up and doing all these things, I felt like they were just trying to sabotage me to get me out of there, too, mm-hmm. or for me to quit, right? And, man, there were so many days where I was just like, man, fuck it, I'm going to quit, dude. Like, I'm just tired of this bullshit, you know? And my wife's like, nah, just be patient. You never know, you know? And then this one guy that's working there, he tells me, you know, he would flirt with this other dude that worked there. He was like, you know what? I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I really like you, so I'm going to tell you something. He's like... You're a bad, you're a badass dude. You work your ass off, so I think it's only right for me to tell you the truth. He's like, they all hang out, they're all friends, they kind of mingle with each other and shit, you know. Yeah. But the guy German is actually dating this other dude here named Javier. You know, they're a couple. German used to date your boss. You know, but they still kind of have like a thing, I guess, or something. He's like, uh, who's your boss? This guy named Vladimir. Okay. He's like, he's dating this guy. You know, he used to date Vladimir, but it's just like, ever since I've known them, man, he's like, he has something against Vladimir. Like, he has, he can blackmail the shit out this guy. Mm-hmm. And if he wants something, he's going to fucking get it. You know? Yeah. So I was like, damn. So then my first thing came to my head was like, one thing I've always learned is that 
you should never work, especially in a kitchen, with your significant other. I don't think you should work. Don't date in the workplace in general, but that's just... There's yeah. some businesses where you can, you yeah. know? If you think alike and you know how to work There's the rare couple that are like, they're married and they own their own business together. And yeah. I'm like, props to you. I just yeah. don't think that Congrats. we could do Yeah, that. but if you don't own the place, don't yeah. fucking work together. Yeah. Why? Because you're not going to like when they tell the other person something or, oh, yeah. or jealousy and all this shit, right? And that's exactly what happened, dude. So much fucking tension started going around that they started fucking like leaving on their own. Yeah. But that guy German and Vladimir were and this and the dude Javier were the only ones that were still there. So they hired this other guy, man. You well, know? Hold up, hold up, real quick. At the at the risk of us having like a seven hour pod. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Let's let's get to let's let's get to the meat on the bone here. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> let's. All right. So why did you why did you leave Lee's? I left Lee's, man, because I got fed up with the shit, you okay. know? And I was just so fucking stressed out. One night I woke up, and I just told my wife, I woke her up, I'm like, I want to quit my job. And she's like, look, sleep on it, think about it. She's like, you know, it's a crazy decision. We're a couple months away from our wedding. Just relax. I said, all right. And she told me, just call Fernando. You know, he's, he's always been your mentor. Just kind of see what he says. So at work, I was already pissed off and shit, and... I called Fernando and he said, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I want to quit my job, man. Like, I don't know what to do. And he said, okay, how do you usually wake up when you go to work? And I'm like, I'm in good mood, ready to knock shit out. He's like, okay, how'd you wake up today? I said, fucking miserable. I didn't want to go. He's like, get the fuck out of there. He's mm-hmm. like, he said, because I've been, he's like, I've been cooking in kitchens for so many years. Yeah. And he used to work for this one chef. I'm not going to mention because they're a very well-known chef in Houston. He said, um, it got to the point where he woke up and he said, you know what? Fuck this place. And he's like, he thought about it. And he stayed there for a couple more days. And he's just like, every day he went to work, he was more miserable and mad at himself for yeah. still being there. So when you left, did you have any equity in the company at the time? No, or, okay. no. They, it was all word. Never really went on Nothing document. Came through. Yeah. So I was really upset about that. Was the, was the main, was part of the reason why outside of the workplace drama, which can kind of happen anywhere with, whenever there's dating involved was it like kind of like a lot of empty promises and like the empty promises and they were hiring people man and like taking these guys to a class and learn how to run the place or how to learn their software systems and me that i have been there long enough i figured everything out on my own sure never spent a dime to try to help me you know like they sent one guy to new york for two weeks dude like to fuck to pay for this whole course for him to learn how to run that shop and it's like where was all this? Not that I wanted it, but it's like, there were so many times where I struggled, man. And none of you guys even fucking answered the phone to help me. Right. Like, now that, you know, that I figured everything out on my own, like, now you want to bring in somebody else, you know? Gotcha. So it was kind of like, I was really upset with everybody, you know? Yeah. And so, so since leaving, leaving Lee's, you, was there something that happened between what you're doing now, which we'll touch on, yeah. and going back to Shipley's? Yeah, man, I went, I, I was pretty upset man i was hurt you know afterwards took two months off my wife told me to take two months off i'll work my ass off she's like and which i of course i felt uncomfortable with but it was like just so you get your head right and then get back to the next project you know which is what which at the time we were trying to do uh uh, like a take on the dillas now Mm -hmm. you know we had already kind of thought about it back then but never really pulled through with it and uh so then but you're back with Shipley's now correct yeah so what two months you, in yeah, I went back to Shipley's to 
the fallback man. I can fall back there, and it, it sounds. You always up. did. You always sound fucked up. He's like, you got that in your hip pocket. Did it's you like, always you got, feel that as a safety net behind you? I know it's there, but I don't want it to be there. You know what I'm saying? Was there a point that you've ever embraced it? Are you now like, you know what? Fuck yeah, shit, please. Like, I'm gonna make the most of the one. Like, like now, yeah, I embrace it. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's you're can, primarily at the one on Scott Street. Yeah, and now I'm like. Yeah, it, it's there. It helps me out. It does. I mean, it's done. It gave me so many opportunities, yeah. you know. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. You know, I have a vision of what I want to do, and it's to have something for my family. You know, for my wife. So if something ever happens to me, I can leave it to her. Does your family own that one on Scott Street? Uh, percentage. Okay. Yeah. So it's you know, it's just. I don't want to be there all my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you want to don't want to be somewhere where it's comfortable because then you won't grow. You know, that's my biggest thing. And uh, it was just kind of like, I need to get out of here. Until this day, I told my wife, like, I just can't wait to do what I want to do full time. You know? Is that what you're doing now? What yeah. What you want to do? Yeah. I still want to do that. I want What I'm doing right now, I want to take it to the thing where it's my full time gig, man. I, I love cooking. That's what I want to do. At Shipley's, I feel like. I don't. I mean, I'm busy doing the deliveries and everything on my own, but it doesn't feel like I should be there. You know what I'm saying? It you feels feel like, like you've outgrown it. Yeah, not that it's a bad thing or anything like that, but yeah. it's just not like, that you're saying I'm better than it. Just like your it's ambition. Just, I want to move forward, man. You know, yeah. pastry. Do you see? And what's the name of your business now? It's yeah. Aquamer, which right. means to eat. Right. And do you see Aquamer becoming like? brick and mortar do you see it yeah. i want to like get like too no into i would your own I w- vision no like i would love whatever. for it to be brick and mortar one day yeah but you know the people that i i uh admire so much you know um enrique olvera and uh of course david chang everybody knows how yeah. he's grown into becoming an empire and now he yeah, has yeah now he has milk bar with uh i can't remember her Christina name Tosi. yes yeah you know, he has all these things that he's touched, man. And now they're all somehow tied up with, into one, you know? Yeah. And not that that's what I want to be, but it's the goal to have something where I can be like, hey, you know, Aquamarine is mine also, but I also have a, you know, a cupcake and donut shop with my wife. And we also have this and we yeah. also have that, you know? Kind of like what, what you're doing. You know, you have ham cycles and then you also have, you know, the club never. And then you have the faculty hype, you know? You have all these things, but... It's not that you're comfortable with it, but, you know, you have all these visions of things you want to do, and you're doing it, you know? Yeah, your wife is a, does a... Does pastry. She does, does cakes, pastries. cupcakes. That's that's also her project, so... What's the name of hers? Uh, Chrissy's Cupcakes. Okay. okay. And where can people find that on Instagram? On Instagram, at, at Chrissy's Cupcakes. Just one word? Yeah, at Chrissy's Cupcakes. Okay. And they can follow her at Chrissy underscore Leal. So now what is Akamer... Ak- is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Aquaman. Is that what what are you guys primarily doing and where are you primarily doing it? So we're doing a lot of caterings and food off the trailer, but we're doing lately we've been focusing on pop ups. My pop ups first started with uh these things that I call Dillas where we replaced the gordita, the masa of a gordita with a donut. Uh, Hell yeah, Fernando. Uh, he's good. always told me, man. You know, you've been involved with donuts. Embrace it into your food. You know, right? And I take it every now and then, but I just always admired, man. You know, fine dining and elegancy in food, man. Like it's so beautiful, and especially if you can fall in love with something before you eat it. 
I think that's the best thing, you know, when you see like that cheeseburger or So do you follow like a lot of food Instagrams? Just yeah. to look at the photos. Yeah, and I like, follow oh, a lot man. of chefs here in Houston, man. You know, yeah. I see what they're doing, I look at it, you know, I admire some of their work. Some of their work I'm just thinking like, man, like, you know, there's so much you can push out there. Like you you know, why don't what's holding you back from doing it, you know? Yeah. And um So just the just the touch on what we were talking about earlier, I was thinking of of one exception of where where normal people like myself yeah you guys are normal people you guys are food people <laughs> okay yeah care about critics so food critics like like a small time is like a houston chronicle right okay what's the exception when lists are made people can't people love a list they yeah. love we lists. can speak to them worst restaurants best restaurants. you guys should do something like like I, I messaged you last week about how i heard on the first few podcasts where you guys talked about uh uh Taco Mark, uh, Marco from Houston, right? You know, yeah. Like I've got some beefs with his list. Get some beefs. <laughs> well, no, they, but it, it, it's true, man. Like you know, they come up with lists, but it, you know, there's certain places that is just all like because they know somebody or they're tied in or they're right. cool with them. Yeah. Like let's get to the real shit, man. Like there's places in Houston that are fucking hidden, man. That I never see them on the list. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't get any love, man. You know, Yo, give me one spot. Hidden that's on that. I can't even. I don't even know the name of it, man. But they're in. They're right by Milby High School. It's a a damn bus, dude. It's yeah. a bus, a school bus. Mm-hmm. They took out half of the what's inside and made it seating for people to sit inside and eat. What? So in what? case, of, yeah, exactly. You see that's what I'm like saying? Sketch, but kind of cool at the same time. Like, and I then like, like the lock the back in. part of the bus, it's the kitchen, man. So it's you like, go inside and you're like, hey, I want two tacos of fajitas. They're like, okay, cool. So then they tell you, all right, we'll have your order in a second. And you just sit there, and they have a TV inside the bus, and you're, like, eating and watching TV. And if it could be raining outside for all you care. Yeah, I feel like this is a spot we got to hit up. I got to try this. I, I, but I pulled, you see what I'm saying? I pulled like, up Allison Cook's top, top 100 restaurants. What you got? This was ranked 28, Good Dog Houston. She likes Good Dog. I'm just saying. You got... Get out of here! I'm not she's saying like, anything. Like I'm, just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know what? What's, what's cool, man? Can is you that- imagine working at a? Um, I don't know one of the one of the places you've ever worked at, and and you guys are sitting there like, you know, plating things. You, you know, you're yelling at your pastry chef because something's not perfectly plated or whatever. And then Allison Cook's list comes out, and you guys are all ready to eager eager to read it, and you'll go in a hot dog place. <laughs> It's in the top yeah, 20. Okay. But hey, you know what? But you know, <laughs> good but, hot dog. But you know, yeah, it is, exactly. yeah it's, it's fine. It right? plays a big role how good the food is. You can plain it, plate the paint and and make it look as pretty as possible. It's still if it's like shit. But what yeah, I'm saying but is, if it is, tastes is, like shit, it tastes like no, shit. No, but what I meant by that is like you're in a restaurant where like everybody is like they want to be there and everybody is like, um, you know, just like they care a lot about their craft and they live and die by the words of these critics in a way that us normal people don't right and then you get your list and you see that a place that's essentially just you know really big hot dogs they are good hot dogs but to see you know good dog on the same list as uchi is fucking crazy but if you think but if you think about it good dog takes her time to kind of you know make the dog of what it's like you know like they actually put thought into the hot dog they're just not throwing thought. shit on a hot dog they're not you know? putting like a fucking oscar Mayer wiener on there they're like taking time to like do that you know they're they're bringing good quality bread to the hot dog you know they're they're actually right touching and things you know like i think they you i don't know if they're using i'm not saying anything about, about hot dog but let's not compare the work that goes into the good dog as that to an uchi 
I think you're underestimating the good dog. Yeah. And I think you're overestimating Uchi. You guys are fucking insane. You're I'm insane. Sorry. You're just like Uchi yeah. and good dog. Have you ate Uchi? Uchi? Uchi yes, is like I the have. epitome of like. What do you think absolute. about it? Honest opinion. The best food I've ever had in Houston. Ah, what? Yes. Nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> not, to, not to throw hate at him, <laughs> no, but I mean, there's other people out there that's good. Happy man. hour at Uchi is bomb. I'll say that. They, that's when everything's you, like. I mean, have you had like a full on meal at Uchi? Have you gone so in and dropped? I didn't. Like, I did an meals? event with uh, with Fernando for Weights and Measures uh-huh. in March, I believe, and Uchi was right next to us, man. And I kid you not, man. Like their shit was simple. Not really so much thought into Are it. Are we talking like a pop? No, it was a it was like a charity event, but it was like these people paid money to fucking go to this place, you know? And we're actually making fucking pasta there. You guys are making me dis- disparage good dog. For one, it, it wouldn't even be my favorite hot dog in the city. But there's we'll nothing wrong with hey, that's fine. That's like, fine. What I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with good dog. I'm just trying to compare the contrast of like these places that like they care about importing this stuff and their okay, staff. Well, how is would like, you feel about Snow's Barbecue being, you know, nominated for uh, a James Beard Award compared to other high-end restaurants in Houston? Barbecue takes tons and tons of hours of prep. I've, I mean, those hot dogs. Yeah, those man. hot dogs. That you're, you're not like, for example, you go to Moon Tower and you sit there for about thirty minutes to get your hot dog, right? But that hot dog is well placed together. They put really, you know, good they thought put into it. They a lot it. of thought into that. Weird they're using thing. lamb. They're using elk. They're using all kinds of shit to make this hot dog fucking amazing for you. You know, for one good uh, Moon Towers hot dogs are not amazing. They're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty yeah. Too. They're the pretty reason good. why they they take so long is because their kitchen's so small and they can only cook like seven at a time. And no, but they're actually from the from what I know from what I know they're actually making the link so that way they're they don't have any waste or they do everything from yeah, scratch yeah i almost took a job at moon sour i thought it would have just been fun to work i heard that now they're going more corporate i haven't been there in two years but yeah i heard that you know now they're trying to transition into a more of a corporate thing but from from the get-go man people wait out there those 30 40 minutes for a hot dog man. i do yo i'm not i'm not trying to like rush but if you were to give like a three-minute summation of kind of like what you're doing now how people can find you like what, like what is it? What is Aquamare trying to do? Yeah, what is What's a Dilla? What it? What are you doing Dilla? now? Yeah. So, so the Dilla, up. the way it came uh, came around was I've all you know Fernando always, I've always asked him for a mentoring, you know, and I've always wanted to cook good food, and that's the only thing I want to do. So um, talking with him, he told me like, hey, you know, I feel like you should always at least incorporate donut into what you do once or twice not always you know and i'm like okay so we're trying to come up uh, i had already thought so a project i had in the past was to do donut sliders you know mm-hmm. donut sliders so replacing the regular bun so just small donut sliders you know yeah. it we didn't take off with it you know we kind of put it on hold which is still something we want to do in you know in the later future nobody take my fucking idea right <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyways but you know I got my trailer built last year. Uh, I was I, I had I've always wanted to have my own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And my you know I had some money saved up. My mom helped me with the rest to pay it off, and we got this trailer built, right? And I designed the trailer to the point where I knew what I needed and what I would use mm-hmm. for caterings or pop ups, you know, which is a huge smoker, so I can roast, smoke, whatever I want to do in it. Right. Uh, a griddle, you know. 
a flat top in yeah. other words and uh, a burner I still have room to add a grill which I want to add a grill to it you know and I have three prep tables on there so and with storage and everything so I and I have gas propane cool. so I can do everything that I want to do in this mobile thing you know and it's open so people can see the kitchen because when you're in a when you go to a food truck everything's closed in you can't really see inside yeah. everything's boarded up and I, I know from what I know city of Houston doesn't want people to see like their food oh, truck yeah, wise they, yeah. yeah they don't want you to be exposing to how you're cooking and stuff so now they want all that covered so uh, the pop-ups that I'm doing man I'm plating and doing everything in the open for people to see you know mm-hmm. and some people actually stand there and watch me do it some people are kind of like nah I'm just gonna go grab a beer and sit down you know which is okay but uh, the idea of the Dilla started where we're trying to we finally got our first okay to do a pop-up you know yeah and it was thanks to Mike Salmon's owner of Mongoose versus Cobra you know I, I ran into him at, at Sigma Brewery I was kind of giving my my card out to people like hey you know if you would like for me or I, can I if I could get an opportunity to come out and cook you yeah. know please and he was the only person that told me like fuck yeah like I'll give you a shot and I said like, alright cool and he's like um what do you want to do and I'm like don't even fucking know like I'm, I went blank in my head and I, I spoke to Fernando and Fernando's like look dude just do what you know how to do and you know it's donuts and I'm like yeah he's like just try it man you know we always have to start somewhere and then we build up you know so I said okay true so I came up you know my wife's always helped me and pushed me with you know stick to your roots stick to Mexican food yeah. you know we grew up on it we know what it tastes like push it you know and it's like true so we started doing it and I build a menu and I'm picturing everything as a gordita you know I'm not picturing it as a donut I'm right. picturing it as a gordita and I'm thinking, okay, uh, barbacoa, asado de puerco, rajas con queso for people that are vegetarian. Yeah. You know, and then I started thinking about, I at least want to do something to commemorate my dad, you know? So the other item we did was uh, just a, not the avocado toast, but my dad, when we would go to the bakeries, the panaderias when we were younger, he would buy us bolillos. Yeah. And uh, split them in half and just drop an avocado in each one. He'll slice it. Put a little bit of salt, and he's like, here you go. It's a snack. Yeah. We would eat it before we would go to sleep, you know? So we loved it, man. We, we, we would fucking eat two of them sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I figured I'll do that in commemoration of him and kind of, you know, a memory of him. So I created the Don Juan's Late Night Snack, which was a dilla uh, split open with avocado and kind of added a few little things to it. Cool. You know, to show him some love. And uh, so... We started doing all the dishes that we thought were Mexican dishes, right? And then putting them into a donut, replacing the gordita. You know? Yeah. Not using masa, but donut dough, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, we, and just so people know, these are these. this is just the bread. It's not actually a glazed. Yeah, they're not glazed. I, I know when people think donut, they're like probably glazed, thinking glazed, donut. real sweet thing. But you described to me when I asked you about it the first time that you already know that the glaze is so powerful that it would... You would lose the rest of the flavors in it. Yeah. And some people just don't like sweet things with savory, you know? Right. Right. So uh, the donut is not glazed. It's just a shell that we will use for a filled donut, but we slice it, you know, and and put all the all the ingredients in the inside and just kind of leave it open like a gordita, you know? Yeah. So um, we were trying to come up with a name, man. And I was just like, what, what do I call him, man? What do we call him? And 
I thought about the meme generator from uh, the RZA from uh, Wu-Tang Clan, you know? So, because I, I, I one time heard an article, or no, I saw a uh, video where they asked Childish Gambino how he came up with the name, and he said he typed it, his the name. Wu-Tang name generator. Yeah on, the main, name, yeah, on the name generator, and that popped up. Badass. So, he said he stuck with it, and then when he told uh, the RZA that the RZA's like, well, yeah, it actually is you, you know, because you're a comedian. So you're childish, yeah. But when you're rapping, you know, you're killing it. So kind of like a you know mobster, like you know a Gambino, yeah. So it went with it, childish Gambino, comedian, rapper, you know. So I thought, let me try that. Nothing happened, man. Some dumbass name came up, and I was like, not for me. So <laughs> how many times did you click it? Like four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, I was so trying to push it, you know. But then somebody that I've always related to in the hip hop world, because I love hip hop music, man. yeah. Is uh, Jay Dilla, you know, the producer and rapper. Right. And when I was at Lee's, you know, they always wanted to play like on uh, Pandora, Hipster, Barbecue Radio Station or whatever. When everybody that was, you know, above me were gone, I would put fucking Jay Dilla radio always. Right. And I don't know why, but it's I also just, like the, it, not anymore now that Frankie and I aren't the dailies, but it was like the daily background music at, at Ham Cycles as well. Was Jay Dilla? Yeah, it's just like it's so calm, man. It's so you don't need soothing. you don't need any words. Yeah, you know, it's just every beats. some songs have words or yeah. some have like you know uh, they use samples on them and stuff, right? But, but it's just so soothing, man. And it's hip hop, so it's not like you know crazy hip hop, hip hop, but it's very laid back, kind of jazz feel to it, right? And uh, and a friend of mine's in uh, in high school, uh, his name is Roy. He's the one that put me on J Dilla in high school. He's like, dude, you know, don't do this Soldier Boy bullshit. Like, listen to real shit, you know. Yeah. And he's the one that introduced me to that, to MF Doom and all these guys. So when I was coming up with the name, man, I was like, man, I was playing Jay Dilla, right? I, I, had, I had it already playing on my phone. And then it just clicked, like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And then I went to his albums, and I remember he had an album named Donuts. And on that album, he had several songs, like, referencing to Donuts. And then he's always kind of used a donut reference into his music for some reason. Like, he'll wear a chain with a donut or some shit, you know? That's kind of cool. So I just thought, okay, if he used donuts for his music, why don't I use music for my donuts, you know? Yeah. And I named them Dillas, you know? And kind of like how he would name his album, instead of Jay Dilla, it was Donuts. Right. I named the Donuts Dillas. And that's where the name stuck, you know? And some people thought it was cool. Uh, the people that knew about it understood it right away. It's tight. And, yeah. you know, it, it the Dillas been doing really well, man, at first, you know? But uh, there's just certain things that I think I need to tweak on them. Like, sure. sometimes they're a little soggy because of the meats and the flavors that it has and the juices. So I'm still trying to work on them to perfect them. Mm-hmm. That way, when I do sell them, they're, like, perfect for somebody to eat. You know, because some people will be like, oh, it tore from the bottom or something like that, you know? Mm. But then I also want to do Mexican food, you know? Yeah. And uh, just like you guys that you don't agree with some of the, you know, 40 top ta- uh, taco trucks or taco spots here in Houston. Right. I feel like the taco can be pushed its limits, man. Like, it can actually go further than just the normal pastor or fajita and stuff like that. Sure. If you do it right, you can do it in many different ways, you know? And uh, I was also inspired by Chef uh, Wes Avila uh, in L.A., which luckily I was lucky enough to... Uh, meet him when I went to LA. I had you know messaged him a few times on Instagram, and then I finally met him when I went to LA a couple of weeks back. Cool. And I mean, man, his tacos are a different fucking level, dude. Yeah. Like this guy 
LA already has like great ingredients out there that we can't get them here. So he plays with that shit, man. And he has like a fucking playground of tacos, man. So when I met him, I got his book and, you know, we were talking and he kind of gave me the, the, hey, dude, you know, I was telling him what, you know, my visions and stuff. He's like, look, push that shit over there. Like, like I give you, I give you the fucking, the, the hat, whatever it is, like take that shit to Houston, make it your own, man. Tight. And, you know, twist the game up, like switch that shit up be different, but at the same time, be great to, you know, and show respect to the taco. So, so for now you've kind of, you've kind of put, you haven't gotten rid of the deals, but you've kind of set them to the side while you work on this taco thing, but you're not doing like a traditional, like dollar 50 taco no. three for no, 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 five no. thing. What no. are you? What are we're, the tacos that Akamara is doing? That's that's we're different? doing two for ten, which is really five dollars a taco. Right, but we're not being stingy with the meat. Sure. We're not being stingy on the quality of products. Like when I'm using the shrimp, because I have one that's a shrimp and longaniza. Um, for those that don't know, longaniza is like a chorizo, but it's less fat, more meat content on it. It's like a Filipino thing, isn't it? It's Mexican also. I yeah. mean, it's used a lot of Mexican cuisine, but yeah. it gets foreshadowed by chorizo. Okay, but um. So that one's been selling really well, you know, and uh, like the shrimp that I use, they're fresh shrimp, you know, not frozen and it's large shrimp, too. So I'm using good quality products, fresh products, nothing frozen. I want to make sure that like he's doing it over there where he's introducing, you know, fresh, great ingredients to people. Yeah, I want to do the same here, you know, right? Cool. Because working in the restaurant industry, man, there's places that do are legit and carry fresh items and then there's restaurants that bring in cisco that has everything fucking packaged already and frozen and yeah, been in yeah. a warehouse for 20 fucking days and shit for sure. you know for sure. so i want to make sure that the tacos that i'm making man if i am going to do the you know two for ten or five dollars a taco that i'm giving you something that's fucking worth it for you to say you know what i'll take another two you know and luckily i've had that this weekend was amazing for me man it showed me what were my strong things were what some things that need to be worked on yeah but there was people, man. I had a guy, you know, spend close to a hundred bucks, man, on just fucking tacos. Like he came back, he he ate two, walked away, came back, said, "Give me another two of the same ones." And then he came back. He's like, "You know what? I want to try the other two because I had four in the menu." So he tried all four, you know, doubled up on two of them. And then, like hours later, he came back with a girl. And he's like, "You have to try these here." And then they got another fucking four tacos. Badass. And it was just that fucking cool, man, to see his reaction. And then when I was at Sigma Brewery, uh, like everybody that's that's a regular there, they were the ones that came in ate, and then they came back for more. And then when we were we were done, we you know you know broke everything down, put everything up. We're like, let's go have a beer inside. We went inside. They all bought us a beer, man. Like, they were buying us rounds of beer. They were just very cool, very humble, man. Very nice. Like we had such a good night, man. Nice. And it just showed like. If you put good food out there, great quality stuff, people will appreciate it. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, is there a spot that Akamara is going to be at on a regular basis that people can check you out at? Right now, we're we're in the works of probably uh, doing a weekly thing at this bar in Humble, which I know it's a little far, but it's uh, eighteen eighty six Humble Backyard. Okay. Uh, and then right, while things are looking, man, hopefully, you know, I'm crossing my fingers that things go well. We can do a regular thing at uh, Sigma Brewing because we did one this weekend and right this morning they messaged me like, hey, can we have you guys back this weekend? 
So if it turns into that, man, uh, people would just follow me on Instagram. Yeah, what's the Aquamer's page? Uh, at Aquamer, which is A C O M E R underscore catering. I just followed it right now. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, man. And just, case, case by case is Instagram, which is case C A S E X K A S E. Correct. Um, one of the seven accounts we follow is Aquamer. So if anyone's having a problem remembering That's how to spell it. it, just look at who we're following. It's us. It's Nancy's. It's our women. It's Aquamara. Yeah. yeah. So. And the other thing, man, is like uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You know, I really oh, yeah, do. Dude. For sure. I show you guys a lot of love. And the reason is, man, because I like when people are local and mm-hmm. they do a lot of things that show love to their city. Like, not to talk shit, but one of the things that I told you when I first met you, man, was like, you're fucking clothing line it's fucking cool it's different it's not the same typical shit like you would go to premium goods not to throw shade but everybody over does a houston hat you know like show love to other parts of the city like right go to local shops yeah you know show recognition these guys are working as hard as these other spots man so yeah. one last question before we go how did you find out about the podcast uh, on instagram man from so um i had already followed you Okay. A while back. And I followed you because of your wife. I've, I've had her on social media for a while. Okay. And it was because back then I used to do shirts and stuff. So I would hang around a lot in the in the scene here in Montrose area. But I was very low-key. Okay. And then uh, I would see that you would post like Supreme and all this shit. I was like, man, you know, and then I would see Club Never. So, and I followed Club Never. I'm like, I thought it was just a shop. I didn't know they had their own brand, you know? Okay. So then I would always wonder, where's this shop at, man? You know, so when I got the okay to do the first pop-up, I was like, I definitely have to go get the shirts from Club Never. I want everybody that's helping me in the pop-up to wear one to show love to the city itself, you know? That's what's up. What's up? Well, yeah, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, man, thanks so much. Appreciate it. I know I talk a lot, man. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a two-parter. Yeah, we're going to break this one up for sure. Constitutionally protected rights. No one else will do it.